Okay, session 18, Smoke and Snow. When last we left our heroes, you were in the mountains. You just helped heal the dwarven prospector, Krosnon, who had been attacked by some strange elven-like creatures. And then you heard drums in the distance. We now join our heroes as they are pursued by the advanced scouts of this strange force of shadowy creatures. Most of them, Krosnon, a, couple, a few of their hirelings, their teamsters, even Captain Leopold have like piled aboard this cart with their four horses on it. We have a couple of their hirelings, Caroline and Dick, sort of leading the, the way. Malcolm has concealed himself on a rock nearby, and Brock has like, concealed himself behind a rocky outcropping. Weimar has also moved into the cover of some rocks. So, the first you guys know of this incoming attack, aside from the, the distant sound of drumming, is when suddenly what appeared to be two globes of darkness engulf the cart. Anyone inside those areas, the squares that you should hopefully see are marked red, is now in pure blackness. If you have infravision, it's not a problem. But otherwise, no one inside that area can see. And as you look into the distance, those of you who can still see, you see what appeared to be four... They almost look like sm dark smudges on the snowy white landscape. They don't appear to, almost like living shadows. They don't appear to be walking. They seem to be flowing across the landscape, almost like liquid darkness. And as they get closer, something about their form vaguely reminds you of like the sort of elven form of your companion, Malcolm Harp. But their bodies appear to be made out of pure darkness. Aside from where a face would be on a normal person is a featureless white porcelain mask. And you see four of these creatures approaching. Do they bear arms, John? You can see they all appear to be carrying longbows. And since we're pretty much straight onto a combat, I'm going to roll for initiative. Okay, so it's Krosnon going first. So, Colin, would you like to take control of Krosnon since he's right next to you? If you double click on him, it should bring up his character sheet. Oh, yeah. Sure does. Oh, he's got a pistola. He has indeed. What do you want to do? You only obviously we're not gonna have a long time to like think about your decisions because it's a side. It's gonna fire it. Okay. It's gonna fire that the nearest thing. Make an attack roll. Oh what is it? Ah, uh, that's dank. Okay, so he fires off his black powder pistol. There is a loud sort of snap. Of the, indeed, of the pistol. However, since we're in damp conditions, the the sort of bang is far muted, and it's more like a 
as obviously his powder has got wet, and uh. just a thin trail of smoke drifts out of the pistola. To no real effect. I will glance at him with a look of disappointment. Okay, next oh, it's on. Caroline. Keep your powder dry! So whoever's in charge of Caroline. You're muted, Matt. Sorry, are the wagons still moving? The wagons are still moving. I'll be okay. in slowly because the teams just can't see. Okay. Uh, so I guess she will just continue to move with them and kind of give the teamsters directions to help them move faster. Okay, no problems. We then go on to Dick. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be doing very similar, but on the other side of the the horses, you know, so the two on the right, as it were. Okay, no problem. Next, we go on to Gordon, who's in charge of Gordon. Uh, I think I've got Gordon as well. Okay. Um, so, so, so Gordon is just, as far as you can see, he's just in blackness. He can't see anything at all. And this blackness is moving with the... It is indeed, yeah. Yeah. Was there any... Um, did Gordon notice any sort of noise that landed on the wagon, like an object or something that he could try and... Romy D6. Find? D6. And that would be a one. Ooh. Okay, he didn't notice anything land on the wagon. However, he did notice that one of these strange creatures sort of like lifted its arms up and sort of whispered something in a in a sibilant tone just before like the darkness fell and just as the darkness was falling on one area of the wagon he saw another one lift up its arms as well right oh sorry would you know which which ones out of interest yeah it's the two middle ones right okay with the um, stars and the moons on their hat that's it and our, our with the robes dwarven, <laughs> a dwarven fen, uh, friend he recognised these guys or he's identified them as the ones that he'd encountered. Yeah, Crosnon will have shouted, Oh, it's, it's the same ones who attacked me earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he can't really do too much other than give that information to the rest of the, the group. Really. Okay, so you, you try and pass that information on. However, sound is strangely muted inside of the oh, area right. of darkness. It can still be heard, but it's just like a bit sort of like, bit sort of strangely sort of echoey. Sort of muted. I, would turn okay. I mean, he'll only be talking to the guys on the wagon, I would say, because otherwise he's going to have to shout and give away positions and things. So. That's absolutely fine. So, next we come on to Malcolm. What do you want to do, Malcolm? Okay. I would like to shoot this guy here. Uh, 15. That is indeed hit. You see your arrow appears to pass straight through the creature, but as it does, it's almost like it, it tears off a few wisps of this shadow, and then the arrow thunks into the, the snow behind it. From your vantage point on the rock, you see these few like wisps of the shadowy substance of the creature sort of caught on your arrow, and then they just seem to like evaporate like a morning mist. Okay. Uh, and then I would like to jump down behind this uh, stone. Yep, go for it. And try and hide so that they can't see me. Uh, 
Okay, now you wouldn't be able to hide this turn because hiding's an action. So you've because okay. you, you've shot and you've jumped down, so you've done your move. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, you would still get cover if anyone tried shooting at you now. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that will take that. Okay. Why more? Can I see any of these from where I am? Probably not, because obviously the rocks are in the way, and then there's the like globes of darkness. Obviously, you've seen like Malcolm up on top of the rock nearby you. Some fire, an arrow. Well, I'll I'll just be motioning to Caroline and Dick, just like keep keep going. Okay. <laughs> and uh, take out my pistol and and lie in ambush, I guess. Okay, no problems. So we move on to the NPCs. One second here, John. Yep. Uh, old Leopold has not had a go. It's not his initiative yet. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to make a few attack rolls for these guys. As the ones who are running, that they just plunge into the darkness, seemingly unbothered by it. And unseen to anyone except for Leopold and Crosnon, because you've got improvision, you're grand. As they streak in, you can see that like everyone else is like, can't really see at all. You can see fine. You see these these shadowy like creatures of these porcelain masks pull out these wicked curved scimitars, seemingly from the folds of their living shadow bodies, as they run alongside. Okay, so the two on the the eastern side of the cart, so the ones that are sort of over here, hurl their scimitars at the nearest horse to them. And you see the scimitars slice into the horse flesh. You see like a deep tears open in the flank of Tripper, one of your horses. The, sh the shadowy creature on the western side also throws its scimitar on one of the horses but it just like falls short okay so the one over here is going to have a go at hop which is going to get nowhere near with that roll so as you as you're sort of like getting ready to tuck yourself in hop you see this this creature sort of flow around the rock and now you can see it close up it is as though someone somehow like made a shadow into like a living figure, but something about the lightness of the body and the sort of the the angle of its limbs does suggest an elf to you. But like I say, instead of a face, there is this expressionless porcelain white mask, bone white, as it sort of flows towards you without a sound, slices at you with one of these these blackened scimitars, but you easily sort of like jump backwards out of the way of it. 
Okay, on to the next person. So next, it is Brock. Um, so he's but, lost sight of all of these characters now, hasn't he? Yep. How fast is the wagon moving, is it? Or when does that move? Well, it's assumed to be like continually moving. We're just not like moving it on the map. Just for like okay. e ease. Everyone's assumed to be sort of like roughly keeping pace with it. I know right. it's not 100% realistic, but it saves a lot. No, no, no. no like, the, the, the wagon's moving like fairly slowly because it's meant for like hauling lots of treasure and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's doing a respectable pace, but it's not exactly sort of Grand National Horses pulling it. Yeah, but there's not going to be a, like an opportunity to attack these guys where they, where the wagon sort of moved away from them a little bit. They're basically keeping pace with them. Yes, the they seem to be moving extremely quickly. Like I said, they're almost flowing across the landscape rather than walking. Right, okay. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I haven't really got any option other than to see if I can go into this darkness and see anything, I think. Okay, now I will tell you guys in advance because this might become relevant. If you're if you attack someone and you can't see, you're at a minus six penalty. So technically, you could move into the darkness and go right. I'm moving up to this this creature. I'm attacking it, but I'll see you would be at a minus six penalty. Well, it was more to see if I could see anything. Yeah, because obviously he's not encountered this before. So yeah, you, you're um, under no illusion that there's some evil sorcery afoot here, Brock. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we know how well that sits with your kind, so. Yeah, yeah, he's not happy about it, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna move into sort of the nearest or the edge of this darkness um, and see if I can see where I think these characters were heading and see if I can see anything or hear them. Or... Okay, you move into the blackness and you obviously instantly you can't see anything. You can still hear sort of like muffled voices. You think it's maybe from the people on the wagon. Like right. I say, it's slightly muffled, but you can sort of hear them, so you know roughly the direction like the wagon's in. Okay. However, as of yet, these creatures do not appear to have made a sound. They've been eerily silent. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to, in that case, I'm going to try and shout to the people on the wagon to abandon the wagon and get out of this darkness. Okay, so everyone on the wagon, you hear Brock shouting at you, get off the wagon, get out of the darkness. Obviously, it's a bit muffled, but Leopold, you hear that. The other NPCs on board have, have heard that. Obviously, it's up to the people controlling those NPCs oh, yeah. as to like what they do about it. The Teamsters are pretty much just fully concentrating on like trying to somehow drive this, this cart, even though they can't really see. You notice they have had to slow down a bit because they... They can't steer the horses because I don't know where they're going. Basically, yeah. I mean, you can you can just about hear sort of like Dick and Caroline just outside, like shouting directions. But they've had to slow down a bit, otherwise, if they're going at like full pace, by the time they've heard like "Look out, there's a rock in the way," they'll have hit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I obviously can't see this guy that's anywhere near me. I mean, he is next to you, so you can try and attack him if you want, but you will be at the penalty. Uh, well, if I if I can sort of sensing by noise and whatever I'll, yeah, I'll certainly yeah because you know they sort of moved into the side of the wagon and you know roughly where the wagon is so okay well I'll take a sort of mighty 
wild swing with my two-handed sword and try and cover as much sort of area as possible. Um, Go for it. Obviously, when the when the the do you want a modifier box comes up, just type in minus six. Oh, and it it didn't come up. It's um, all right, you can just do it manually. It's fine. Yeah. So that will take you to eleven, I believe. If unless I'm reading it wrong. No, uh, fifteen. Yeah. That was fifteen. Okay, I'll get cool. pluses after that, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so against all the odds, as you swing your mighty two-handed sword. You're, you actually feel it bite into something, and you have indeed injured one of these creatures. Quite substantially, to be honest. And as you swing your sword and you feel it very momentarily meet some form of resistance, you feel like a coldness that seems to seep down your blade and into your hands and arms it doesn't injure you but for just a moment it's like you plunged your hands and your sword into like icy cold water mm, well yeah won't be happy about that okay it's the captain himself now hey I will bound over the side of this wagon what get this fool just trying to get at my wheels and um, crack him over the head with misery's end. Go for it. Uh, oh. Boo. Okay, so you leap off, swinging misery's end in a mighty arc. And as you do, again, it's almost as though this creature like flows backwards, ah. like living shadow, and your, your hammer swishes through. I'm just yeah. warming up. Indeed. Just a warning swing. Okay, next round, Caroline. Uh, same again, just going okay. to keep leading the horses no uh, and directing the teamsters. Is Dick doing the same? Uh, yep, he will be, yep. Okay. Anyone want to do anything with Gordon? Um, well, it, yeah, since Gordon's um, sort of loosely associated with Brock, he's going um, to jump off the back and try and get out of the darkness. So at least if anything comes at him, he can see it coming at him and react. Yep, so go for it. Feel free to move him. He's going to just sort of follow the wagon at the back. Yep, so Gordon jumps out, out the back of the wagon, sort of jogs a few paces behind it, but emerges from this darkness, and he's now sort of turned around, and obviously you can see where the darkness is now, so he knows the wagon's in there, so he's like jogging along after it, like following along behind it. Yeah, and he just draws his weapon... Just looking out for anything. Okay. Malcolm. Okay, so I want to draw my new shiny sword. Nice. Uh, and want to speak in Elvish to the creature as I pack it, saying, What kind of wall are you? And show your face. Uh, yeah, that's a miss. <clears throat> okay, so you swing your sword, and as you say, like, what kind of wild are you? Show your face. The the creature sort of laughs and sort of in a sort of hissing, sibilant tone as it flows backwards out of the way of your blow. And as it does so, it sort of pulls back this porcelain mask, and below it is just a blank, featureless void of utter darkness. And as it sort of like pulls itself upright again it replaces the mask 
which seems to serve as the only face this creature has. Okay. Why more? Obviously, you've heard Malcolm like shouting, "What kind of world are you? Show your face!" And then you've heard this like. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would uh, make my way over there. So, I've got how many now squares with the peg leg? 20 uh, yeah. feet, so four? Yes. Right, and so, so as you jog around, you see this bit with it pulling off its mask and revealing like the darkness beneath and then laughing and replacing it. So if I... If I shoot, I'm not going to shoot Harp. There, there is a chance you'd shoot Harp if you, because you've moved, so it'll be sort of like even Stevens as to which one you hit. Draw the sound sword. I can't do anything because I'm doing double move. Okay, so you run up, you draw the sun sword, you're sort of poised, ready to attack. Okay, what's Crosnon doing? Um, how long does it take to reload black powder weapons? A long time. Okay. Um, right, he's going to jump out with his old, with his brethren there. And uh, have, a, have a go. Pitch in with Leopold. Go for it. me just wails on it with his miners pick with a few expletives a few choice dwarven curse words uh, yes indeed yes and he probably curses even more when his pick swing ah. goes wide and it again does. this thing hisses its laughter in a mocking tones at the dwarven miner I don't care because he's got cool art and you hear you hear a sibilant voice from the creature be like, "You should have stayed dead, dwarf." Get out of my face, shadow, shadow elf. There's nothing worse than an elf beyond shadow elf, except perhaps a shadow elf. Okay, so we move on to the NPCs. Okay, so this one is going to move over here and jump up onto the wagon. The one here that's with Crosnon and Leopold. I'm going to roll a d6 to see who it attacks. One to three, it's Crosnon. Anything else, it's Leopold. Okay, so it's attacking at Leopold. Again, it produces none of these shadowy scimitars seemingly from within the bounds of its own bodies. I know you're not seeing my rolls. Uh, it swings them, it swings this scimitar down towards you, and you block it with the haft of misery's end. For a few moments, like sparks fly up as the two weapons meet, and then you're like, and push it off. Get out of my face. Okay, so the one that's with Weimar and Harp, I'm going to roll a d6. One to three, it's Weimar, otherwise, it's Harp. Don't provoke me. 
Okay, so stacking one up. Again, produces another scimitar from the shadowy folds of its body. I'm guessing that's probably a miss. So yeah, as it swings its scimitar, you just sidestep it, Weimar, and take no damage. This one that's on the other side is also going to leap up onto the cart. I'm going to make a couple of attacks for them. Okay, so from inside the darkness, you hear two screams as the Teamsters are cut down by these creatures. And then we move on to Brock. Okay, uh, so this one's, I feel that he's left yeah. my vicinity, he's dashed off. Uh, I'm going to move down to the front where the, where the guys have got the horses. And I'm gonna try and get them to stop the wagon um, and hold the horses in place. Okay, yeah, so on the next turn, Caroline and Dick's actions will be to like basically grab the reins of the the horses and try and stop them. Obviously, they wouldn't be able to do this if they're going at full speed, but as I said earlier, they've had to slow down a bit. So as long as they spend their full next round action both just like whoa, whoa, they'll manage to stop the wagon. And I'm just basically trying to sort of protect them two as best as possible while they're doing it. Just waiting okay. to see if anything emerges from the darkness where they are. Lovely. So it's on to Captain Leopold. Okay, I'm going to tell Krosnon to um, run, run, run for the hills. Okay. And um, Obviously that, I'm gonna... that's free, that doesn't take an action. Yep, and with that, I will strike out at this this dummy in front of me. Okay. With misery's end. There you go. That's a bit more like it. Okay, so you bring the hammer down on the shadow creature. You hear it's hammer time. You hear the crack as like literally your hammer like staves in this porcelain mask that seems to serve it as a face. It lets out a hissing, strangulated scream and that collapses to the ground. And as it does so, the living shadow that makes up its body begins to evaporate like a mist in the same way that the, the shadow stuff on Malcolm's arrow did. You won't like me when I'm angry. Okay, you've fouled one of these creatures. We're on to the next round. Caroline and Dick are stopping the wagon so we go straight on to gordon uh yeah i mean he's he's still blind he's just stepping back with his bow and just 
looking for anything to shoot at, basically. Okay. So he's sort of holding, waiting to shoot anything that comes out of the darkness. No problems. Malcolm. Okay, uh, so I just want to swing my sword again. Uh, 14. Oh, that is exactly what you need to hit. So okay. would you like to describe how you dispatch this creature? <clears throat> so what I think I'm trying to do is uh, cut it across the mast. And because I took its mask off and its mask defends me, so I'm kind of trying to put it across and then put the shadow, I guess, in half around the face. And I don't know if the porcelain mask will break, but assuming it does. Yep, the mask breaks. shatters into two neat pieces that falls to the ground, revealing the blank, void visage of this creature, which as you swing, you reverse your weapon and swing it back through the shadow, it falls to the ground in two separate pieces of shadow stuff that begin to evaporate. And as okay. it falls to the ground, and you sort of like you're holding, you're gripping the uh, the sword of respect and looking down at the the only remains that's left, the two pieces of porcelain mask, you're suddenly filled with the the strange urge to give this mask a respectful burial. It's only right and respectful after all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. So can I pick up the mask and bring it with me? Yep, you pick up the mask. It's, it appears to be just like a normal like porcelain mask, two eye holes, like a mouth hole, otherwise quite featureless. Okay. It's been like cleaved neatly in two, but you pick up like the two parts of it. That's not a problem. Cool. And then I'd like to jump back up onto the rock, if that's okay. Okay. So you get ready to start leaping onto the rock, but just as you're about to do so, you're like, I really should bury this before I, before I deal with anything else. It's only okay. respect. It's only respectful after all. Okay. Okay, so we're going to move on to Weimar. So, what's Harp doing currently? He's, he's sort of like muttering to himself a little bit. He's like picked up, he's killed this thing, he's picked up the two bits of the porcelain mask that he chopped in half, and then like he's sort of muttering almost to himself, he's like, he's like, oh, I really should bury these before I do anything else, and it's the respectful thing to do. Which does not sound like Harp at all. Like, you've seen him kill like enough stuff, and he's never been like, oh, you know what, we should like bury these. So, I'll, uh, if Harp isn't, like, all over the mask pieces, I'll, like, <laughs> come down with the sun sword. Well, uh, on... Harp's, like, holding the two mask pieces. Oh, yes, so he's, he already got them. All right, yeah. so. Hmm. Well, if he's holding them like this, like, oh, yep. I should really put these somewhere. I, I want to knock them off his hands. <laughs> yep, that's fine. You, you knock them onto the ground. It's porcelain, so it shatters into yep. even more fragments. But yep. that doesn't seem to, like, change the fact that he's, like, he's sort of, like, looking down at the fragments and he's like, oh, we really should bury these. Right, okay. Uh, can I grab him? Yeah. <laughs> and drag him away. Yeah, you, you you start dragging him away. That's not a problem. Yeah. So, 
I would go this way. One, two, three, four. Okay, so I'll move. Um... Okay. So next we're on to Krosnon. Krosnon is um, following orders. Getting out of there. That is absolutely fine. So we move on to the NPCs. Okay, so Brock, as you're stood near the bottom of this globe of darkness, you've seen like Caroline and Dick have like stopped the horses. You literally see like arms come out of the darkness, these shadowy arms holding a scimitar. So go around both their necks and go. And they're both gone, is they? Indeed. You see both as the arms sort of like retract back into the darkness, they're both like. And sort of fall to the ground with a pool of blood spreading around them. Okay, so we're on to Brock. Okay, um, so is it any easier to see this one or is he? disappeared back he, into the he's still, it's just his arms came out and then went back in so he is still in the darkness but you have got like an idea of where he is okay well i'm gonna yeah launch and attack it in then while i uh, go for it hardly see him um oh, here we go. what was it minus six Okay, that is unfortunately not enough, and your attack sort of goes wild in the darkness. Leopold, you've just seen these two, these two shadowy creatures that leapt on the cart and dispatched your two teamsters. Have now just leapt off the cart, ran up behind Caroline and Dick, and yeah, I'm just going to rage forward into this fool and uh, try and lay him out. And luckily for you, since Brock like damaged this guy earlier, he only has one hit point left. There you go. So sort of as he's retreating into the darkness, having just scragged Dick, you literally like wail into the back of him with misery's end. Again, you bring the hammer down, you feel the crunch of the porcelain as his mask shatters. It topples to the ground in this amorphous blob. Uh, that shadow stuff that quickly begins to evaporate. 
Old Maxwell Silver Hammer does it again. That's it. On to Gordon. Um, so he can't see anything still, can he? Um, now he's going to go and uh, back up friend over there so they're gonna go for safety in numbers stay out of the darkness okay sensible plan Malcolm um, am I still feeling compelled to you are you are still feeling a little bit of the tug but as you've been like literally like forcibly removed the further away you get from like where the the body for one of a better term is the less the compulsion is to the point where now like you're like I probably should go back and bury it at some point but like you're not sort of like I must bury this now, like you okay. were when you were holding it. Okay. So then, I guess seeing Caroline having been cut down, I will want to lay into this guy here. Okay. Uh, that's a natural twenty for three points of damage. Okay. So again, one of your arrows pierces through one of these creatures that lets out a sort of strangulated scream as wisps of its shadow stuff are torn away. It is still moving, but it's looking noticeably more uncoordinated and ragged at the edges. And it is the only one of these creatures remaining. We then move on to Weimar. Yep. Um, I'll follow Harp. Go for it. Because now he's moving into the, well, better direction. Uh, so, w what do I see once I step into the darkness? Okay, here? as you step into the darkness, you see absolutely nothing. It is just pitch black. However, you can feel like you're still holding the Sun Sword. Mm -hmm. And as you're sort of holding the Sun Sword, to the sort of southeast of you, as you sort of concentrate holding the sun sword, you can hear, like in your own head, you but you sort of like know it's coming from like a little distance away. You can hear this like sibilant voice going, "We must delay them until the rest can catch up." As though you're sensing the thoughts of this creature. Right. So, am I able to triangulate? What I'm going to do is, is attacking. I'm. I will, John, attack the darkness. Okay, no problem. To the southeast. Now, because you sort of like know roughly where it is because you've got like the Sun Sword doing its ESP thing, you will only be at a minus three penalty. Because you still can't right. actually see. You're just like, I know it's thinking something over there. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sun Sword. Now. John, the unfortunate way that this works is I need to know if this is undead. It's not an undead. Okay. So here we go. Praise Gale. No, Gale. You see, <laughs> rock, that, that, that's, that's what you get for calling on the wrong gods, you see. You swing your sword, and from you hear this sibilant, mocking laughter from within the darkness. From the creature. We then move on to Crosnon, the man, the legend. What special K up to? Special K is—is um, is there somewhere he can hide? Can he? 
can he skulk somewhere? Yeah, you just like move him a few squares to the north, and we'll say he's like crouched down on a snowbank or something. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we move on to the NPCs. I'm gonna roll. Well, the NPC. I'm gonna roll a d6. One to three is Weimar. Otherwise, it's Hop. Okay, it's Hop. She thought that'd be nice. So. A sixteen is the target. Yeah, no problems. Oh, there we go. Okay, it has hit. You take eight hit points of damage as this shadowy scimitar bites into your flesh. Then we move on to Brock. Um, can I get from all of this? Sorry, what were you asking, Darren? No, I'm just I'm just trying to work out how far I can move, and how easy it's going to be able to move because of all the horse stuff in the way. Trying to get to this guy that I can hear the guys fighting with. I think you could move around the front of the horses, can you? Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. What? I, I always get these movements confused. You, you can move twenty feet. Oh, is that is it? Okay. So I won't be able to get to him. Ah, right. There you go. Well, I'll just move closer. Um, I'll just be cursing at the darkness. Uh, screaming for him to come out and face face me like a like a man. Okay, Captain Leopold. I will rush in and try and drop this fall. Go for it. Be gone, foul beast. Yep, so you run in with Misery's End and you lay the righteous beat down on this creature, which, as it falls to the ground, its body vanishes in a similar way to the others, evaporating. I stomp down on its um, porcelain mask. There's like a loud as you stamp down on it, shattering it. Without the dramatic music now, there we go. And a few a few minutes later, the darkness that is around the wagon, which is obviously now stationary, will dissipate, revealing the the carnage. Obviously, there's no bodies of these shadow creatures because they've evaporated, but you can see the the bodies of the two teamsters slumped on the cart as well as your other two retainers obviously check the bodies to make sure that they have been proficient in their 
assassinations. Yes, they they seem to have been very proficient at what they've done. These these people are beyond the doubt brown bread. Now, do we want to keep the wagon, or do we want to just hightail it? Well, I I confess I'm worried that the wagon is going to lead them to New Zealand if we continue in this fashion. Maybe better on foot. You say that and then your gaze happens to fall on Weimar, who you're pretty sure is not better on foot. (laughs) Because he's literally on foot, as in singular. (laughs) We could take some horses, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We could put the food into saddlebags. Yeah, one of your horses is quite badly injured, the others seem fine. I mean, not injured in a case of like, it's going to keel over and die, but it's it's taken some licks. How many of these arseholes do you think there are? Well, can we still hear the drums? Or Must yeah. be a tribe of themselves. Oh, we saw... Oh, I saw half a dozen, I believe. That's correct. Um, but only four have given chase for whatever reason. Well, they've just killed four of the people that are under our... Um... Protection. Well, this is why I'm worried about them being led to New Zealand. Well, that ain't going to happen. Because I ain't going to New Zealand. Leopold is changing his plan. Well, I suggest you give us it rather quickly because time is of the essence. Well... As we said in the distance, you can still hear the dun Well, there's a score to settle now. They've killed four of, uh, four of, uh, well, whether you consider them your people, but certainly four of my staff, as it were. And that is not a uh, that is not a doff a death toll that uh, this stavish is prepared to uh, overlook. Are we best placed to do it now? I don't disagree that it has to be done, but you know, well. Let us lead them west to the fort. Let us have the the noble and his armies engage with them. That might be we could still settle the score. That might be a sly and cunning plan fit for a harper. Indeed. Mm. I quite like the cut of your jib, sir. So you know the situation must be bad when Leopold's paying you a compliment. Yeah. The situation must be dire indeed. But I also haven't made any short jokes, so it's obviously quite dire. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if that's the case, then we should keep the wagon and lead them. 
Yeah. And yeah, let's uh, put the bodies on the wagon. And then if Krosnan is up for it, we could ask him to drive the wagon. And then let's head for the nearest fort. Yep. What does Weimar say? Well, I'm going where the horses are going. So. Okay. Well, uh, if you were to have issue with that Weimar, we would have to consider your opinion. But if you're not too fast and you're happy to uh, go along with the plan, this. Yeah. I mean, at this point. Yeah, yeah, there's. I mean, I'm I'm not in a rush to make my last stand here. I quite no. like the cunningness no. of Harper's suggestion. No, not against people who create darkness and apparently, I don't know, Malcolm, what that was about. No, never but seen I, anything like it. But I think it's probably something to do with what you are. I'm not seeing any one of these others picking up the pieces. And I couldn't smashed it with the sun sword and you, you were you were still looking back as I was dragging you away. So I'm thinking that's probably on on account of, you know, your people. Hmm. Yes, it, all, it was very strange. It all smells of witchcraft to me. Sorcery and tomfoolery. There's a lot of that going around in these parts. Mm, and we should sure probably is. leave on account of all that <laughs> right now. Okay, so I've moved you guys onto the main map. Now, effectively, we're going to roll. We're going to work this out using the pursuit rules, because as I'm sure you've guessed by now, this greater force of these shadow creatures is pursuing you. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call for a number of rolls. So, obviously, you guys know that you can move like six miles a day. So, what I'd like you to, one of you to do, is to move the player party token to like where you're heading towards. Six miles, six miles a day, or six hexes a day. Six hexes a day. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Where's the fort? Is that one um... down here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll stick the bodies onto the wagon so we can bury bury them at a later stage. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. There's plenty when of room got, to, if you stack them up. Time. Right, and Crosnon's happy to like drive the wagon. Obviously, you know he used to have his own wagon before his horse was killed. Okay, so that's the first six hexes there. Okay, now normally you would make a roll to see whether you could evade your pursuer, but you guys seem to be like wanting to lead them. So is that the case? Well, I would say that obviously, yes, that is right, but I'd have, I'd have said the wagon is such a giveaway with regards to the tracks and that. I don't think we need to sort of necessarily slow down or anything if, if that's what you mean i think i think, I think we would like to delay them though john if we can okay evade them enough so what i'm going to ask one of you to do and it's up to you who wants to do it i'm going to ask you to roll a d6 you have a 50 percent chance of evading them and that just means basically you're keeping ahead of them but you're still sort of leading them in this scenario so whichever one of you fancies it roll a d6 if you get a one two or three you're keeping ahead of them, and you're sort of still leading them. Can we can we take advantage of any sort of um, 
tracking or anything for yeah, all Yeah, since, since you've got a hunter and you've and got um, and you've got a barbarian, I'll say on a one, two, three, or four, you manage to like evade and keep ahead of them, rather than just a one to three. Okay. Do you want to roll, Darren? Yeah, I can do. Yeah. Uh, D six. A three. Yep. Yes. So you can see, you can sort of glimpse in the distance this like larger force of these shadow creatures following after you, but you've managed to evade them. Um, and because you've managed to evade them, you've not got lost. So if you failed to like evade, you would have gone in a slightly random direction because you're just trying to like stay away from them. So the first day passes. You you sort of hear them in the distance. You hear the drumming. You hear the sort of sibilant shrieks of these shadow creatures pursuing you. So a day has passed. So on at the any sorry, at any ahead. stage, sorry, John. Uh, do we get a, a glimpse of sort of? You know, any sort of numbers. Romeo D6. A three. You only get a quick glance, but you would sort of estimate there's probably about 20 of these creatures. Right, okay. In one group. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing, whilst we're on the... On on the uh, wagon traveling yeah. along there yeah i mean obviously we, we know you've evaded them you're on the wagon you've got time to like discuss stuff because this is a whole day yeah i just wanted to have the crap with Crosnon. on um maybe if he could explain a little bit more what had happened what he saw yeah so, so you move you move he's up got to the a cart. theory you sort of sit on the front with him obviously he's driving like the wagon and uh he's like um He's like, well, uh, I think, from what I remember, I mean, it's all a bit hazy. I mean, they, they took me out fairly quickly, but uh, they, they seem to come from the, the hills to the north of the mountains where I was where I was prospecting, and uh, that the first I knew of it was when a, a couple of their arrows took out my uh, took out Bessie, and then uh, obviously I, I fired my pistol at them, uh, more just hoping to scare them off rather than anything. And uh, the next thing I know, I was riddled with arrows myself, and I was slumped against the cart, sure that I was uh, heading to meet the ancestors in their mighty halls of the afterlife. Yeah. Yes, you, you may have been you may have been better off in the halls of the afterlife. He, he sort of looks at you in that sort of grim gallows humour that all Kalna or dwarves seem to share. <laughs> he, he sort of like, he reaches, holding the reins of one and he like reaches across and like pats you on the shoulder with one hand and he's like, well, there's still time for that yet, Leopold. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We should not wish it upon ourselves yet. Indeed, we all have our time to go and join the ancestors. If it's their will that today is the day, then indeed, that, that is indeed. the way it will be. And we wouldn't want to miss a, miss a fight if there's one to be had, so... Indeed not. I've got a bit of a score to settle with those damn creatures, whatever they are. Yeah. No theories on what they might be, then. He says, uh, he says well, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, something in the way, you know, they're like tall and thin. Some Put, put me in the mind of um, the wolves, you know, the elves. Mm. But um, mm. what's going on with the mask and the whole, like, darkness? No face thing. Mm. No, very strange, says, and I, I've never seen anything when it's been killed. Its body just wisp away like that. Wisp away, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's not right. It's messed up. He said, normally I'd suggest, and he's, he's obviously like taken both the rain, both his hands on the reins. He says, normally I'd suggest we uh, 
we sit down and mull it over over a bit of old Dobie, but uh, I suppose we haven't really got the time for that at the moment. You're saying this is like steering the cart. No, indeed not. That would be a yes, a, a, an agreeable luxury, but uh, we shall have to save it to a, for a future time. He says, well, look at it this way. Either we'll succeed and we'll we'll get somewhere and we can sit down and have a pipe together, or we'll both meet up in the halls of the ancestors where the tobacco is ever flowing and the mead never ends. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, so while this conversation is going on, during the course of the day, is there anything anyone else wants to do? Obviously, we know we've had, um, we've had Brock doing a little bit of stuff like having a lookout, see if you can see how many are pursuing you. He's like, oh, about 20 of them. Obviously, we know Leopold's like chatting to Crosnon, and they're like, they're like giving it the Billy Biggins about oh, the holes of the ancestors. Uh, sorry, John. Just a question: uh, Is it one D three healing per day I can take? Yeah, even though we're being pursued. Well, it, it would be if you have a night's rest. Now it's up to okay. you whether you want to have a night's rest or whether you just like. Okay, well, can I rest in the cart? Yes. No, that's oh. fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can get D three hit points back. And then what about the ring of uh, regeneration? How many hit points do I get back off that in 24 hours? Let me just have a look. It should be on your carriage sheet. Oh, sorry. It's all right, mate. No problems. I think it's something like ridiculously like quick. Same ring of regeneration. I can't see it on your carriage sheet. Uh, one hit point per round. Oh yeah, in which case, if you're wearing it for the whole day, by the end of the day, you'll be on full hit points again. Okay, okay. Well, e- even if you don't rest. Alright. Okay, brilliant. <clears throat> okay. That's all I wanted to do, yeah. So, next day, again, it's the same roll. D6, 1 to 4, you've managed to like evade them. And I'll tell you, basically, if you fail this roll, it means you move in a slightly random direction, and they then get a roll to like see if they've caught up with you. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to roll again? Yeah. A two. Nice. Okay, you're fine. So move your token to where you want to go. Yeah, I've moved already. Sorry. No, no, that's absolutely fine, mate. No problem. So yeah, so you're still galloping ahead of this shadowy force that is pursuing you. At a couple of points, you see like what must be like the sort of vanguard of this force, like fire a couple of a couple of arrows. They don't really get it. The nearest they get to you is one of them, like, sticks in the back of the cart. And you watch the arrow, like, into the back of the cart. And for a few moments, it looks like a slender black wooden arrow with, like, a black feather on it. Very much in the elvish style. But then a few moments later, the arrow just seems to, like, disintegrate and wisp away, like, the bodies of these creatures. But that's the nearest they get. Does anyone want to do anything else during the course of this day? If not, move your token and Darren, do you want to make another roll? Okay. Uh, this is number three. Can, can, can I just study them, John? Can I just like sit on the car and just like look at them? What is it you're trying to find out? I'm just trying to observe them. Because, you know, being a fairly shrewd fellow in there, I'm just looking to sort of see if there's any clues about the way they move or like their shadows or yeah it's it's know, almost like that discrepancies ma- it's almost as though they're made of shadows 
and they, they don't appear to like walk like no they just appear to like flow across the landscape almost like they're sort of like semi-liquid shadow the only thing that seems to give them any form of like solidity is their weapons are obviously solid because you've like felt the sting of them and these porcelain masks that they're wearing Romy d6 however Lovely. Okay, so you notice that amongst this group that are pursuing you, at the front of this group are two of these shadow creatures that, at first you're like, oh, another couple of them, that's fine. Then as you sort of like, throughout the day, you sort of like study them a little bit, you realise that two of these creatures, the masks they're wearing, they're not made of porcelain like the others, they appear to be made of like, sort of like grey stone. But that's the mm. only difference you can see. Mm. Yeah, I'll just drop this in the conversation with the other folks. and Like, uh, looking at them guys, there's a couple of them. Uh, and they don't look big or anything else because you said they don't look any different. They're just... Uh, they got like a grey mask instead of that white porcelain. I'm... I'm thinking they might be the uh the the uh the commanders or the the leadership the chieftains or whatever they however they organize themselves so if uh push comes to shove they might be the folks to take down do they like do they do they seem to sort of have that air of leadership like they're they're in a position at the front in a position of some prominence or they are at the front of this group that's following you however mm. they don't they're not wearing any obvious like symbols no. of authority or anything like that the only difference you've noticed is the masks yeah 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 okay yeah, it gives me something to study further okay so unless anyone else wants to do anything that day do you want to move your token again and make your roll darren uh so you've moved it four times. Yeah. Right. This is day five then. Oof. Just so there's a couple of points during this day where you like you have to like slow down to go round particularly difficult bits of terrain, and you can see this group of these shadow creatures are like getting closer behind you, but you've just sort of managed to like stay ahead of them. Yeah, I mean if they ever get any closer, we'll take sort of you know, there'll be discussions about what to do and uh, ambush points or uh, defensive positions, so well, we won't let them get right if, on top if, of if us. You, if you if guys want to have a discussion about it, feel free to have it now. I mean, you've got like the whole day. Well, I just meant if they if if they're closing in, we need to have a sort of potential plan of what we're going to do. We're going to tie up the horses and like try and ambush them. And I wonder, do we try and slow them down? In what have way? You yeah, have you got a plan for that? Because anyway, they're floating as well. It's like they're not even on the ground, are they, really? I mean, you can make a small attack while the wagon carries on and then try and catch up, but I don't think it's yeah. going to delay them enough, is it? It's going to be really temporary, isn't it? Well, if you make an attack, you're just going to get... You, you, you're effectively just going to be taking them on, aren't you? But I wonder, is there a way we could split them or... 
Do we see them ever split at all, John, or is it just 20 of them moving in one batch? They appear to pretty much move in one batch. You do occasionally notice them split, but it's only when they have to like sort of flow round a difficult terrain. And then they sort okay. of rejoin up again as soon as possible. The only the only thing I can think of is that if there's a particular route that we can take that, you know, would like make it a really narrow sort of pathway through the mountains or hills or whatever or something where you could actually do a proper sort of short point choke um, point and slow them down or ambush them or something but i think if we can keep ahead of them then that's best option. i mean there is there is something you could do we could we could like take the clothes off of our fallen companions and like make them into dummies like like decoy people keep them on the wagon and just let the, either one of us or we maybe just see if the horses would just roam on and we we abandon the wagon peel off from the wagon and then see if they follow the wagon or you know like just try and do some kind of decoy thing to draw off some of their force uh, my, my guess is they'd all just pile after the wagon which on might that, on that note did we did we bring the corpses with us? Yeah, yes. they're on the wagon. Right, so if we take the wagon and put it off a cliff, maybe with a horse or two. One well, faint faint our own death. Yeah. I mean we do want them to follow us. I was gonna say, don't we wanna take them to yeah, the fort? I mean though? I mean this is the, plan. the um if, if Well this was if we close. were getting caught. This was yeah, yeah, yeah. this was yeah, if this they... is only if if it hits the fan yeah 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 okay and it wouldn't work forever they would eventually get like root through the wreckage but it might be a, a thing of like you know they're right there so we can do something and then we can maybe get a day yeah like i feel if you're following a wagon you just get used to following the wagon don't you kind of thing you you maybe don't oh, i mean you know I don't know. You you might just be following the wagon, and then if the wagon goes over a cliff, you just sort of think, "Oh, them dudes we followed following have just gone over the cliff." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go and investigate. In the meantime, the actual dudes mm-hmm. have made their way in a bit of a different direction. Yeah, at I, the I, very I, least, it might draw a portion. Yeah, of their yeah, course. yeah. I, th- I think it. I think there's a little bit of. A, you know, there's a little bit of potential uh, there, for sure. It does depend how good their tracking is as well, maybe, with regards yeah. to footprints and stuff. If... Well, I, I think at this point, we better hope that they don't have the whole palette covered. Mm. They've got a lot writing that we don't. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Okay. So... Well, we'll only go to that if... If it looks like they're closing oh, yeah. in on oh, us, yeah. obviously. So why don't we why don't we try and hide our tracks a little bit? And just kind of you know walking along behind it with like a a branch to kind of spread in the snow again. And so let's see, let's just see, let's see how good their tracking is. And see if we could get an extra day's head start on them. But aren't they sort of almost in view of us at the moment? They're getting pretty close at the minute. 
to the point where it's yeah. you know if they can see us it's going to be hard unless you know the yeah they must be doing that, but they must be doing a combination of, of of tracking and getting the occasional bead on us because we would we would not be constantly in their their view isn't that's you true know. You're well, just going to sort of right get a, a glimpse path, of us every now and then. Take a path that makes it a little bit more difficult, a bit more windy. and Well, or we could do like like um, Mr. Harper is suggesting there, that we take some uh, counter-tracking measures, and some like, uh, you know, evasive, evasive... Um... Well, a tracker's going to be the best person to know how exactly to yeah exactly to obscure anyway. one's tracks to cover one's tracks evasion okay so if you're planning on obscuring your tracks would you like to make me a tracking roll Malcolm that's interesting I've never really looked at the rules in any of these games because you were forever tracking I've never actually looked at the flip side of it to see whether there's much discussion about evasion escape and evasion okay so, unfortunately, your attempts to obscure your tracks are unsuccessful. So I'm going to make a a roll now to see if they catch up with you. So that target looks wrong, John. Sorry, because I'm level five now, so it should be eighty percent. Okay, we should make that a. Well, I I failed my roll for them to catch up with you anyway, so <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so next day, move your token, Darren. Make your roll. Getting close. Uh, Six. (laughs) Okay. So they now. So basically, that means that you've moved in a slightly random direction rather than where you wanted to end up because they've got close and you've had to like take evasive action effectively. So I'm going to roll a quick over the edge of a cliff evasive action. (laughs) (laughs) Accelerated the plan too early. Okay, so you've actually gone like a bit further south than you intended to, so you're actually here. Oh god. Oh Jesus. That's almost gone sideways. <laughs> okay. However, they have not managed to catch up with you. They are getting very close though, to the point where like you've now sort of occasionally you were like oh before you're like, Oh yeah, we've we've caught a glimpse of them occasionally, whereas now like every time you slow down and you have to avoid everything, you're like, Oh, they're there, they're like they're coming up on us. I wonder what the dwarves of Witcher will make of them. Yeah, I was thinking, should we try and make for Witcher because we we could we have horses now, so we could actually spend some time looking for a place to ford the water. So we could even maybe take the horses across. Is there a way across there? Then? Is there boats? Well, we've been across there. I don't know how we got across there. How did we get across? We, we had boats. boats. You had a boat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but horses could swim, and the wagon could. No, maybe not. Yeah, we, we could ditch the wagon, but yeah, I was thinking if we can get to our friends on the island, that might be a, a position of some strength. Yeah, I mean that's looking like a that's looking like a little bit of a better plan. That's within reach. I guess that so we probably wanted we wanted them at the fort, though, right? Because we wanted casualties on both sides. Yeah, but that's. How many miles away? Go. The fort's at least well three days. Three days, away, I'd say. Three, four, four days. Or two days, isn't it? Mm. If it it's, goes, it's it's still. I think because we uh, we've made some headway there with the 
sort of anti-tracking measures. I think we can still try for the fourth if we want. Yeah, we could. We could. Yeah, it's well, not beyond, it's not beyond the bounds of possibility at the minute. Yeah. yeah. If you go and witch all, you've got to do it now, haven't you? Because yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, just the, the fork yeah. in the road, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, and it's literally you guys realise you've gone too far south when you like spot like the lake around which are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we know where this is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got no sort of knowledge of which are so. As far as your people your are concerned, it's like a one. cursed place of evil magic. Right, let's go for the fort. Yeah, which it is. <laughs> yeah, which, which it is. Yeah, that, 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 that's not superstition. That that's fact. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm keen to push onto the fort. Okay, so now why don't we push onto the fort, and I will try and hide our tracks again. Okay. okay. See if we can't get some more time back. Yeah, make your roll, Darren. Yep. Uh, a three. Okay, yep. So, with the aid of Malcolm hiding your tracks and sort of like effectively detouring t towards the Witch Isle Lake, you have managed to sort of gain a bit of ground over them. They are still close, but they're not as close as they were the day before. And you know that you're almost within reach of Fort Kersey. Almost. Mm. Okay. So next day, say become. Oh, we're fully committed. Yep. All right. Be on the point of no return. Come on, dice. Ugh. Knew it was coming. Okay. Right. So you've gone a little bit awry in your journey. So let me just make a quick roll for that. Okay, so again, you've gone a little bit further south, so you're actually here. I'm going to make a roll to see if they manage to catch up on you, although they'll be a, their roll is not as good as it would be, because obviously your, your tracks are being headed. Yep, you still managed to keep ahead of them. Probably this janky route that we're taking is throwing them off. They're like, what the? Nah, they can't have gone that way. <laughs> These guys are so bad. Like, no one yeah, can be this bad. No, no. <laughs> yeah, they're following along and they're like, oh, they're making for the foot. What? 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 Nah, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> okay, so next day, if you want to move your token again, Darren, again with your roll. They probably think we're going for the cove. Right. <laughs> Come on, dice. Oh, ah. Okay. Let me down badly. When we're in sight, are we actually within sight of the fort? We can. The trouble yeah. is, you're rolling that red dice, man. What's up with that? That's the DM's dice, man. Okay, so you actually ended up a little bit further to the southwest than you planned. However, as you're cresting that hill that you're on, you can see like. A few miles away, you can see Fort Kersey, like you're within visual range of it. And I can make a roll to see if they catch up with you. Again, obviously, that's a more difficult roll because your tracks are being covered. <sighs> They've caught you. However, you are just about within range of the fort. So, what I'm going to do is, just for convenience sake, I'm going to use the same map. So, just like the, um, the one that we were using previously. 
So what I'm going to suggest we do is I'm going to suggest we have like a five minute bathroom break here. That'll give me time to set up the map. And when we come back, effectively, we're going to have you guys coming from the south edge of the map. If you get off the north edge, you've made it to the fort. And there'll be like, again, like an advanced party of them that have caught up with you. So we'll be back in five minutes and then that'll give me time to sort out the map and then we'll crack on with this. So we'll see you in five. All right. Is that the dude with the grey mask at the front there, John? He looks like Shredder a bit, doesn't he? He does a bit. Indeed, that is the one with the grey mask. <laughs> okay, so I've not put the cart on because it'd be a pain in the backside to like keep moving it. But basically, if you stay in that group there, which is the cart group, you can move 40 feet a turn. Rather than whatever your normal movement rate would be. So, okay. since we're effectively we're effectively straight into a combat, you guys will get to have a turn of movement before they sort of enter the scene. So, first of all, are, are you all staying on the cart for the first turn? I think I'll uh, drop off. Okay, I'm going to stay on. I'm going to switch to my spear. So, what happens with initiative if I change to... Uh... Yeah, your initiative will have changed. I'll, I'll roll it. I'll roll it shortly. Okay, I'll I'll tell you when I'm changing over. Well, j just change over your weapon now if you want. It's fine. Oh no, I meant once I've thrown my spear, it'd be gone. Oh right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll fine. have to go to the bottom of the list sort of thing. For yeah, two no Okay, is anyone else jumping off the cart through your stay? No, on? I'm gonna stay on the cart. Okay, so I'm gonna move the cart, people. Uh, have we got a? plan if we get plunged into darkness are we gonna like get out of darkness and stop the wagon or are people gonna try and carry on that can see or because it makes me and Weimar a bit useless with regards to the combat I think um, I'm, not, I'm, not with, I'm not with you if, if, if they cut it stays on the cart doesn't it it stayed yeah, on so the cart. are we going to get everyone going to get off the cart and spread out of the get out of the darkness? Or well, the, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it, I think what it, Brock's saying is that if they do cast darkness on the cart, are we abandoning the cart? Yeah, because if yeah, they well, attack us on the cart, we can't fight back very easily. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't. But I mean, I could carry on. We, could, we the people that can see could carry on driving the cart because it don't make no odds. Yeah, but last time what happened is they all bundled on the cart and killed everyone on the cart while everyone outside the darkness was watching blank darkness and then eventually when they killed everyone inside they come out to fight whoever was left so i was a bit not completely helpless but not very useful whereas if all the people they can attack come out of the darkness they've got no one to attack that's what i meant unless yeah Okay, I'm not so you have to do it. I'm just trying to understand what we're going to do. It's just you're hot moving at half the pace off the wagon, that's all. You're only moving at 20 instead of 40. Okay, so let's get into it. The wagon has done its first move, which is where like the mainstay of your group is now. Obviously, like, Malcolm's jumped out. So, first of all, it is Brock. Um, what is my range of my spear? Uh, 20. 
twenty, forty, or sixty. They're quite far away still. Um, I'm going to stay on the wagon at this stage and uh, yeah, just throw my spear if they get a bit closer. But okay. So, Colin, what's Crosdon doing? Stopping on the wagon and okay, kind of like encouraging the horses. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, <laughs> sound okay. like that. I presume Gordon's staying on the wagon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Malcolm, you've like jumped okay. off. Obviously, you've still got your move and your attack <clears throat> or whatever you choose to do. Okay, so I would like to shoot this uh, shredder-looking guy. That's fine. Go for it. Uh, 11 I'm guessing is a miss uh, it is indeed a miss because they're still like moving through the trees at this point coming out so as you fire at him he sort of like ducks behind a branch and the arrow goes thung, into the branch Okay. and I would like to move as far as there that is absolutely fine no problem at all okay so next we come to why more them target longbow okay let me know what you get shit <laughs> <laughs> okay so literally as you and malcolm both fire this thing's like moving around a tree and you literally see the two arrows go like thump, thump, right next to each other into the tree Okay, Leopold. Okay, so I've uh, worked out this shredder guy, the grey masked, <coughs> the grey masked miscreant. Miscreant is uh, I've got him in my cross. <laughs> I've got him in my crosshairs, and I am going to let rip with misery's end. Go for it. Hopefully, we'll see the error of his ways. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. Promise. Oh. The dive was going to turn to two. Okay, <laughs> so so you you turn round in the cart, pull out Misery's end, sort of spin it round Thor style, launch it. However, just as you launch it, like the the cart goes over a bump on the ground, and you're like, Noop! so it throws your aim off a bit, and the blow just catches him like a glancing blow. You see a yeah. bit of stone from the mask get shipped off. Okay, so on to the NPCs. They will all flow forward as one mass. Okay, obviously they're not near enough to do you any harm sort of in melee. Malcolm. However, a number of them are going to produce. They're also like pulling out basic longbows, pretty much, for all intents and purposes. Although, again, made of this blackened sort of shadow wood, but they're all like seamlessly. And again, as you see them sort of like pulling out the bow and like notching these slender shadow arrows to it, you are very much reminded of like the way in which they fight, the sort of elegance with which they move. It is very reminiscent of how your people fight. 
your people, you've mastered that whole art of like pulling the bow out and at the same time notching the arrow and then just letting fly as one fluid movement. And this is very similar. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a, I'm going to roll four d6s now, and it's going to be that's for the four like normal guys, and basically one, two, or three they're shooting at the people on the back of the cart. Four, five, or six are going to shoot at Malcolm. Okay. Those odds are not good for me. <laughs> so you are the closest target. Okay, so we've got one shooting at the back of the cart. So I'm going to make a roll one, two, or three. It's Gordon. Otherwise, it's Weimar. Okay, so Weimar. You take two hit points of damage as one of these shadow slender arrows hits you in the shoulder and you feel the pain of it piercing your skin. But then as you look at it, the arrow just like dissolves like a mist and just sort of like dissipates. Although it still leaves the wound behind, obviously. Okay, so the three that are shooting at Malcolm. First one's missed. Second one has hit. You take two hit points of damage as one of these shadow arrows strikes you. And obviously don't forget you're recovering hit points at the start of your turn each round. Yeah. And the the other one misses. So yeah, so you take a grazing blow from one of these arrows. Now for their leader, again I'll roll a d6. One, two, or three, it's the cart. Okay, so he's firing at Malcolm as well. Obviously trying to show his like guys how to do it. Okay, so that is a 16. It's, yeah. You take four hit points of damage as he draws this quite fancy looking bow and fires a shadow arrow into you. Okay, so now we go on to Brock. Obviously, from where you are, Brock, you've seen like a couple of these arrows like <laughs> into Malcolm and then sort of like dissolve. Okay, um, I'm going to. Oh, actually, uh, Gordon has got a bow, I was going to say. I'm going to just. Although, uh... actually, I do need. Is anyone jumping off the cart? Because, first of all, I need to move the cart. I'm stopping on the cart. No, okay. that seemed to be the plan to stay on it, so. Okay, so that's where the cart will be at the start of this turn. And like I say, you need to get off the like, northern edge of the map to have reached the fort. So that's, that's a cool-looking map as well, man. It's not, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, so sorry sorry to interrupt you, Brock. What are you, what are you no, up? no, no. Um, well, we're further away now, so... Um, yeah, I haven't got the range, really. Must be here. Um, so I'm going to hold tight where I am. Okay, I presume Krosnon's just concentrating on the drive-in. He is. Okay, Gordon doing anything? He's actually got a bow, hasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, so I'm going to... Yeah, he's going to launch a, a shot off with his bow, definitely. Who's he firing at? Um, he'll fire the, the main man at the front. Okay. Uh, he's the closest target as well. 
I'm not going to fight it. Let's just call him Shredder. He's <laughs> <laughs> firing at Shredder. Yeah. Uh, 13. That's one shot. Okay. So the arrow like thuds into the ground like just next to this shadow creature's leg for want of a better term. It's really just like a blob of shadow. Okay, Malcolm. Okay, so I want to... Uh run to here and then I want to shoot a shredder. Go for it. Let me know what you got. Uh, what's that? 16 for 2 points of damage. Okay, so your I presume it's an arrow you're firing. Yeah, yeah. Your arrow sort of passes through him and again you see like wisps of the shadow stuff torn off and you hear this like <laughs> as the arrow goes through it. And I take a sip of drink to recover from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> One hit point. <clears throat> One hit point to the larynx. Mm. Okay, so why more? Uh, so is Malcolm looking like he's trying to catch the the cart? No, no. Okay, because obviously if, if he's if he's running afterward. I'm gonna toss him the, the fucking crabbling hook that I have and just reel him in. <laughs> but um, no, if he's still like doing the the fighting run, uh, then I I think it's it's gonna be a longbow shot at uh, our boss man. Okay. To the south. So here it goes. You target's fourteen. Yep. No, not today. Not today. Okay, so your arrow falls short, thunking into the snow. Leopold. Yeah, I was a, I was a foot archer, not a, you know. That's it. To be honest, you're not really <laughs> yeah, used yeah, to like no. firing from the back of carts. Mm, mm, no, yeah, no, no. There you go. Yeah, not mechanised infantry. Because of these strange sort no. of like flowing like shadow figures, it's quite difficult. Like normally you might be like, oh, there's the chest. I'll aim for that. That's pretty good. Yeah. But when it's just like a massive shadow with like a mask on it, yeah. it's kind of difficult to pick like a vital area. Yeah, there's all kinds of things wrong here that I'm not used to at all. Yeah, to, to, to be fair, Brock's not looking too happy about it. Uh, he's not. That's why he's, the other reason he's staying on the wagon at the moment. No. Okay, okay so uh, Leopold will wind up and let rip. Go for it. This is in... Uh, AC-14. Oh, oh, I did. Yeah, just... Woohoo. Okay, so Misery's End smashes into this thing, like literally going through it, again, tearing off some of this shadow stuff, then it arcs around and returns back to your hand. And for a few moments as it lands in your hand, like, the haft of Misery's End feels very cold, like it's been plunged mm. into icy water. And there's a few wisps of this shadow stuff clinging to it, but quickly they're like... Yeah, I'll be like sh trying to shake them off. Okay. So, start the next turn. I'm going to move. Is anyone jumping off the cart? No. Okay. In which case, I'll move the cart first. Screw that. <laughs> You're like, you can almost see the fort now, just beyond these trees. You're almost there. Okay. So. Go, Dobbin. That's it. 
got blitz and blitz and prancer and dancer. Okay, so two of them are going to shoot at the back of the cart. So I'll roll 2d6, 1 to 3, it's your man Gordon. Okay, so one at Gordon, one at Weimar. So the one shooting at Gordon. No dice. It sticks into the back of the cart. The one shooting at Weimar. That's a 17. So you take two hit points of damage as one of these slender black arrows is like into you and then begins to dissolve as soon as it's hit you. And then we have the the two normal ones pulling out scimitars and attacking Malcolm. What's your AC, Malcolm? Uh, 16. Oh, so you're fine for the first one. And the second one. Again, as they come in, again, you notice their fighting style is very fluid and rather like your own people's fighting style. But then it's time for Shredder to have a go. As you dodge the blows of his subordinates. However, he hits you doing five hit points of damage as you feel yeah. this shadow scimitar slice through your flesh. Okay, so that's the NPCs done. So, Brock. Uh, it's looking a bit dicey back there. It, it is. I mean, to be fair, although Malcolm's like doing an amazing job of like evading all these scimitars that are coming at him, like there's three around him potentially if the other two peel off like if you get too far away and they're like oh we can't catch them however this guy he's going to be surrounded by like five people yeah did we I say people did, did we have to get off at the start of the turn though or no you can jump off now if you want oh, okay. obviously the only advantage to bailing out at the start of the turn is like you're not farther away oh I see yeah yeah I see what you mean yeah uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off then yeah you've oh. still got you've still got your move and your attack because obviously you didn't actually move the cart moved Okay, uh, yeah, I'm going to just move to here, which is all I can move anyway, okay. and I'm going to launch my uh, spear at one of these two on the left, so Go for there's it. no danger of causing any extra damage. AC-14. Um, okay. I'm not sure he's very good with a spear throwing it, but... Oh, that's a <laughs> I don't know, seems alright at it. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay, so your spear like slices through as you throw it through one of these creatures, again ripping off part of the shadow stuff that makes up its body. Again, you hear this loud, strangulated cry, and the the spear thuds into the ground behind it, and the bits of shadow begin to evaporate from it. You don't get any strength bonuses or anything to damage, do no. you? Have a spear? No. Not for thrown. Okay, so presume Krosnon's carrying on driving. What about Gordon? Uh, he's going to try and fire at the same one that I just threw my... Okay, go for it. 
So he launches an arrow off. Oh, no good. The arrow thuds into the snow. Okay, Malcolm. Okay, I want to pull out my shiny sword and mm -hmm. hit uh, Shredder. Go for it. Uh, and miss. Uh, and then I want to hightail it. Yep, go for it. Yeah, to there. <clears throat> okay, so you he, he parries your blow with his scimitar, and as he's sort of like pushing you away, you turn round and take off on your heels. Why more? <clears throat> okay, are folks looking like they want to get back on the wagon now, or are we doing the fighting move again? Uh, still Please expecting do. to have one more entanglement before right that. so <clears throat> okay i guess we'll um we'll do repeat <laughs> so <laughs> i'll um i'll shoot this one because it's looking rough well yeah comparatively I, I know that the spear went in so indeed there's that um longbow I, yeah, that, boom. Well, here we go. Finally. Three. Okay, so as your she arrow did. pierces this creature, it lets out a loud shriek and falls to the floor, its body already beginning to disperse and dissolve. Leopold. Okay, then I will... I've still got the... Uh, still got my eye on the main man, the grey masked fiend, and I will loose off Misery's End once more. <sighs> Dang. Okay, Misery's End spins round, he dodges out of the way and then it returns to your hand. Okay, next round, is anyone leaping off the cart? Okay, I'll take that as a no. So I'll move the cart first. So next turn, the cart will have reached the fort. Okay, so we go on to the NPCs. Two of them rushing towards Brock and Shredder and one of his minions rushing towards Malcolm. So the two attacking Brock with scimitars. Nah. So first one misses. Second one hits. However, you throw yourself backwards at the last moment and it only catches you a glancing blow, causing you one hit point of damage, bro. As your as your ice walker reflexes kick in and instinctively you just start launch yourself backwards as he rains his attack in and it just catches you a thin shallow cut on the cheek. Okay, so the normal guy attacking Malcolm. 
Mrs. Shredder. Also misses as you athletically leap and pirouette out of the way of their blows. It's how real elves do it. <laughs> Brock. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to take a swing at this one I'm next to and then try and withdraw back a bit. Feeble. Okay, so because you're like having to like parry all these blows coming out, you struggle to land a decisive blow on them. Um, presumably, Krosnon and Gordon are just like staying in the cart. Can I can I move after? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gordon's just gonna fire a, an arrow to sort of help my retreat. Go for it. We'll try to. Oh, nearly. No. Okay, so it's on to Malcolm. Uh, same again, I want to hit Shredder and Hightail us. Okay, go for it. AC 14. Ooh, that'll do us. Oh, nice. Oh, that's pathetic. Uh, five points of damage. However, you nearly finished him. You, you carve off like a huge chunk of the shadow stuff from his body, and you can see that like as he's moving, like his movements are very uncoordinated, and he's like he seems to be moving a good deal slower now than he was. He's like as he's trying to attack you, his like movements are more clumsy and uncoordinated. Okay, why more? <clears throat> well. Hmm. So, <clears throat> next time the cart moves, it's going to reach the port. Yeah, start the next turn. Are we still in the conflict? Even if that w Once you've reached the fort, now effectively. Alright. So, if I jump off and stand here, can I step five foot <laughs> to the north and be at the fort? Or Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess... That'd be you sort of like just trying to like cover him and then being like, quick, let's get to the yeah, fort. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the entire idea. So like, yeah, that's fine. Like, stay back long enough because I have my longbow that has massive range. So I'll uh, I'll stay at the edge. Okay. I'll leap off and uh, in the fiction would continue walking backwards and yeah, firing. That's absolutely fine. <clears throat> so longbow, shredder. Yes. No. <laughs> However, thanks to Malcolm, he has one hit point left. No one. <laughs> so, would would you like to describe how you dispatch Shredder? So, I'm not sure how their physics work, but um, they're sort of because they're flowing forward. I presume after, after us, and uh, his mask is all shredded. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> I guess. That would be where he's trying to aim. Uh, presuming that somehow all of this is tied to the mask, because the mask seemed very significant last time. So he's like just desperately trying to get a headshot, and somehow it happens actually. And uh, I think it, it it just goes through the 
um, the remaining parts of the mask and just like just shatters it. Indeed, there's like a <coughs> as this like pale stone mask shatters, and there is a loud, high pitched shriek that I won't attempt to do as this shadowy sort of like mass just like falls to the ground and almost breaks apart evaporating okay Leopold obviously st start next turn after you this round the cart's off the map and so is anyone on it okay um, I'll jump jump off okay. uh, stand about here I think one two three four and uh, Chuck, Chuck, Misery's end at one of these fools with the audacity. One of these fools have got the audacity to keep pursuing us. Go for it. I should do the trick. That will most definitely do the trick. So, which one of these three would you like to kill? Uh, so the one that's sort of um, six squares in front of Brock, directly in front of it. Yes, the fella. Okay. So, yeah, so Misery's End just smashes through the mask of this thing. There is another high-pitched shriek, and it falls to the ground, its body all, already discorporating. Mm. Okay, and on the, the start of the next turn, the cart, which has Gordon and Krosnod on, rumbles off the top of the map they're out of the combat they're effectively like out of the fort so we continue on to the next round with the NPCs that are remaining so one attacking Brock although actually to be honest I'm going to make them I'm going to make them a morale check since loads of them have been killed which they succeed at. So they do indeed charge straight forward. The one that's attacking Brock goes with his scimitar. And hits you for five hit points of damage, Brock. And the one attacking Malcolm. Hits you, but again, you throw yourself out of the way with athletic prowess and only take one hit point of damage. Okay. So, Brock. Okay, uh, I shall try and retaliate. Swing a two-handed sword. And feebly rolls once again. Uh... Obviously, you can still move. Yeah, and I'll make a sort of fighting withdrawal. Okay, Malcolm. Okay, so I will swing my shiny sword. Uh, 13's a miss, is it? That's correct, Jay, you need a 14. Okay. I'll see you still move. Move 20 feet to stay in line with Rock. Okay, <clears throat> Weimar, lurking on the, at the periphery of the combat. <clears throat> Longbow, uh, this one. Okay. Yep, there we go. Nope, well, there we don't. 
<laughs> However, it's still whittling him away a bit. Yep. <laughs> Every little helps, as they say. You have hit him. So I, I, I guess it nicks the mask, and because it's the shadow stuff, the mask kind of spins around. Can't back. Okay, Leopold. Leopold, Leopold's gonna do the thing. So he throws the hammer, and then starts heading in the opposite direction with his arm up, ready to catch the hammer. <laughs> oh, I love it! Throws it, turns around, <laughs> and he's like running away, like. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> Go for it, love it. Yeah. Oh, oh, where's the thing appeared? Oh. Is it not rolled? No. Ah, it was trying to be too clever. Indeed. However, the hammer does return, and you like grab it out of the air as you're heading away. So you've now like caught up to where Weimar is, and you both sort of stood like. A few meters away, like the forts just beyond these trees. Yeah. Okay, so on to the next round. The one attacking Brock. As these creatures flow forwards, you have taken five hit points of damage, Brock, as a shadow scimitar swipes. Out towards you. I'm not attacking Nasty. Malcolm. That's it. And you've taken seven hit points of damage as you are stabbed Oof. by a shadow scimitar. Okay, Brock. Oh, he's he's definitely got a bit of a rage going now. Nice. Not helping him. He's definitely lost. To control his... the emotions, Brock. He's lost his call. That's it. He's falling back once again. Which is ironic, given you're an ice walker. Yeah. Okay. It's Malcolm. Still. That's it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to swing my sword at this guy in front of me. Oh, that looks like a hit. Okay. Six points of damage. That is enough to slay this one. Okay. Nice. Um, so am I still feeling compelled to bury the mask? Okay. So then I guess what I'll do is I'll bend down and pick up the mask and then take out my dagger and start digging in the snow. That's absolutely fine. Okay. So why more? There's only one of these creatures left. Although, again, bizarrely... Malcolm's just like stopped, even though there's one like five foot away from him that's still moving, and he's just started like digging in the snow to like bury this mask. And you're not sure, but you think he might be like muttering like an elven prayer under his breath. Uh, I always have my doubts about that boy. What's he doing now? Some tomfoolery. <clears throat> Well, um, let me actually get the selection here. So one, two, three, four. <clears throat> Step forward. Uh, actually, I will. Uh, I will draw the pistol. Are you, nice. are you, gonna, are you gonna draw it out sideways, sir? 
Uh, you, 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 no, it, it's going to be a case of like drawing it and you know, the, he's, oh, he's coming in like, the, why am I going to give it to you? Kids. He's <laughs> <laughs> giving it Billy the Kid style. Go you think it. this is a game? Uh, okay, so where is my pistol? Here we go. Flint lock. Obviously, we are, bear in mind, we are in damp conditions. Oh, yeah, we are. Well, dank. Dank. <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, let's see. Do I have the rules here? I do. Okay. Yeah, they should be on the item. Oh, yeah, because we're using the, the new that's stuff. Right. So, this is baked into the roll itself, isn't it? Yep. I believe it's if you get like a one or a six, like your powder's like damp and misfires. Yeah, here we go. Well, boom. Get that oh, good damage. There you on. go. And again, remarkably, she seems to have a remarkable talent for doing it. This guy has exactly three hit points left. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. as this thing's like sort of flowing across the landscape, like closing in on Malcolm, who's like burying a mask, I'm thinking like. I'm just gonna like shank him while he's like on his knees, like burying this mask as it's like flowing towards him, like raising the scimitar. No doubt, hoping to do the old. Yep. On him, <laughs> there's just this loud, <laughs> and the mask that it's wearing just like explodes into like a million fragments, and there's this loud sort of screaming hiss, almost like someone like letting air out of a balloon, accompanied by like this horrible screeching, and it just falls to the ground, briefly seeming to like flow like liquid before evaporating into a black mist. You have defeated the advanced party. Why am I stood there in a cloud of smoke? <laughs> yeah, I disappear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you now all have like ample time to make it to the fort, so I'll move us all back to the main map. Since, obviously, there are more of them coming, but they're a bit behind. These are like just like the advanced sort of scouts yeah. that caught yeah. up with you guys. Okay, so you're within range of Fort Kersey. As described previously, Fort Kersey, so settlements surrounded by a wooden and stone wall. There's, um, you see, there's like a couple of cannons dotted around. There's a gate there. There's a couple of like soldiers on the gate who've obviously like seen what's going on. You know, they've been like getting their bows ready and their like arrows. They don't even like bother to like check who you are as you like approach the gate. They're like, open the gate, open the gate. And like people behind, they're like, <coughs> pull the wooden gates open. And like a couple of soldiers who are like behind the gates are like, like gesturing for you to like get the hell in. I'm assuming you all head inside like the gates. Are oh, slow. yeah. The gates yeah, are we don't need to be you. told twice. They lower think. like a big wooden beam to like, but like lock the gate effectively. One of the soldiers up on the wall shouts, "What the hell were those things?" Shadow oh, creatures. Who knows? Fell beasts. And as yeah, they say, if, if if you've got anything to ward off, anything mystical, you, you'll want to get it on the door. <laughs> <laughs> the soldier's like I, I don't know about anything mystical but I'd like to see the mystical thing that could stand up to a good hard dose of cold steel he's like prepare the cannons and you see like these uh, more of these yeah, soldiers running out with like cannonballs and that'll like, work too yeah cause I was I was gonna be like your steel isn't gonna do shit but then I was like oh 
Yeah, I can cannons, that's good. <laughs> That'll work. And as you say this, you see like this horde of now about like 15 of these like shadow creatures. Again, another one with a stone mask seemingly leading them, like flowing out of the forest around the fortress, seemingly sort of like closing in on it. And to cut a long story short, the... In fact, I'll tell you what, I, I like a bit of randomness. Why don't, why don't we like throw it down to a roll? So what I'm going to say... Who, who would like... Because I'm not going to roll it. I'm going to make you guys do it. So who would like to roll for the shadow creatures and who would like to roll for the fort? I'll roll for the shadow creatures because I guess I wanted to damage the fort and the soldiers within. Okay. <clears throat> so who's going to roll for the um, shadow creatures? Um, well... Sorry, I'm going to roll. Oh, you're going to roll for the shadow. Who's going to roll for the fort? I can can roll for the fort. Okay, so the roll for the fort is a d6 plus 3. The roll for the shadow creatures is just a d6. Is this wise? (laughs) Nine for the fort. Five for the... Okay, so obviously this takes like a number of hours, but we're sort of like montaging it because we're... We're, we're sort of getting on a little bit. So what happens is these shadow creatures flow towards the fortress. They're absolutely bombarded with like cannon shot after cannon shot, and there are so you guys are helping out as well. You know, firing arrows and like your oh, black yeah. powder from the walls. Misery's ends are like whooping out every like five seconds. Yeah. The the shadow creatures are like firing their longbows back. You do see a few soldiers who are like and like stagger off the off the walls. But the shadow creatures are sort of getting decimated by just the combined firepower. And even when they get to the walls, you see a few of them like trying to like climb up the walls, which they seem to be like reasonably capable of doing. But obviously, while they're climbing up the walls, there's people like just firing bows down at them and like throwing stuff at them. So mm. over the course of several hours, there's a few points when you're like, oh, one of them's got to be on the wall, but then the soldiers just like mob it. And sort of like with your help, manage to defeat it. And eventually, they are like most of this force is destroyed. There's maybe like half a dozen of these shadow creatures left, and they seem to realize like they're done. And they just like flow backwards towards the trees, accompanied by cannon and arrow shot. And eventually, they are lost from sight. Mm. They've retreated. Congratulations with the help of the Fort Kersey defenders. You have won the day. Your plan, obviously there's been a few casualties at Fort Kersey as well, a few soldiers, etc. But by and large, the fort has held. Your plan of drawing them there to use the the defenders of the fort seems to have worked. And it's only after everything's settled down, and you know, you, the, the fortress people are counting their dead, and you're sort of like checking your wounds and stuff like that. The, as you look around in the, the fort, you realise there's like black cloth banners like hanging everywhere, which seems a bit odd. But obviously, you've not really noticed it before because you've been too busy. Like, <coughs> so as we're you know picking up the wreckage of everything, I'll I'll ask one of these soldiers. Is your was your banners or? He says. Um, he the... says. Oh, they're. He, he says. Oh, yeah. That means it's a. He says, oh, they're, they're mourning banners. Oh, oh, haven't you heard? Oh, we've been in the mountains now. Oh, right, right, okay. Um, oh, you've been, been prospecting, have you? 
among other things, trying to stay alive mostly for the past couple of days with these. He, he sort of nods and he says, yeah, I can see that. And he's like, well, yeah, there's been a lot of people like prospecting and buying claims and whatever. He says, uh, well, yeah, obviously you've not heard. He says, a um, couple of days ago, um, Lord uh, Eastbourne's passed away. Oh, old was he? He says, well, yeah, from, from what, from what, and, I mean, obviously, obviously we're not in Fort Eastburn, but, you know, we, even we like to show our respect when a, a noble dies, and uh, from what I hear, he, he'd been, like, ill for quite some time, but um, from what I gather, he, he hasn't really got, like, any clear successors or sort of, like, people to, to pass down his rules. I've heard, like, his second-in-command's taken over. That'd be... Uh... The weasel. He says, "Yeah, that's right." Um, Celestial Brannan, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you can bet his illness has got something to do with that. That geezer sneaking off into the woods, into the mountains, huh? The soldier goes on and says, "Oh, I know they'll be doing like a big funeral service, and there'll be like church services and whatnot at um, at uh, Fort Eastburn. And we're not really going the whole hog here, but." Uh, like I say, even we like to show respect when um, one of the nobility dies. Hence the banners. We we normally have like uh, we normally have Lord Cursey's banners up, but out of respect, we've taken them down and we've put these morning banners up, at least for a few days. Right. Is this the fort with the ice walkers in it? No, it's not. Okay, and is this the one we've been in? Sorry, to, so we, we went to Eastbourne, didn't we? Yeah, it was, it, was, one. it was Fort Eastbourne you were last in, which is the one for okay. the other south, where apparently Lord Eastbourne has passed away recently. I'm, 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 I'm sure that's got something to do with that shenanigans. Well, he's basically poisoned him slowly. Yeah, he's been up to no good. Controlled him and then got in a position where he yeah. could take over once yeah. he passed away. Yeah. Oldest trick in the book. Huh? Yeah. And I think as Malcolm says, oldest trick in the book, that is where we're going to wrap up for this <laughs> evening. Thank you very much for playing, guys. I hope you enjoyed the session. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was good, yeah. Obviously, I'm happy to chat for a bit afterwards and we'll sort out XP and whatnot. But for now, it just remains to me to thank my wonderful players. Thanks to anyone who's watching this either now or in the future. Hopefully, we'll catch you on the next session. And we're going to end the stream here. Take care. So long.